Welcome to the Crux Podcast and Sermon of the Week. For more information about the Crux Ministries and Summit Church, please visit us at summitsanmarcos.com. Good. Okay, I heard like three people. Okay, that's cool. Um, hey, who knows what uh, our series has been the last couple of weeks? Right, I know we need to just have William Wallace's face up here all the time, right? Uh, William Wallace. Braveheart, the guy who yells freedom. You guys don't know that one? Okay, third Friday, we need to watch Braveheart. All right, that's sad. Oh, man. Uh, yes, he knows. Thank you. See, that's, I know. I knew there was a really good That was it. Yes. Guys, so good. You got to watch him. Anyway, anyway. It's, never, never mind. I'll go off on a long tangent about that. So, uh, anyway, guys, we have been doing a summer of freedom. Uh, we, it started off with Dominic. Hey! He talked about uh, remembering freedom and really freedom from yourself. Like, we got to get free. We got to realize who we are, who our identity is. Boom. Okay, so, anyway, um, so here we go. So, you guys are like, bah! <laughs> okay, and insecurities are scary, I know. So, um, and it was awesome. And then Andrew last week, who was here last week? Yay! Yay! He talked about uh, really a freedom in the sense of freeing up the, he called the airways, but it's really your mind, your heart, the connection between you and God, really realizing that there's all these things that, that clutter us from speaking and hearing God what God's saying and that we can have freedom to clearly hear what God is saying in our lives. It was an awesome message. I got blessed for sure. Um, but tonight uh, I really feel like talking about freedom from insecurity. Yes. Right. And, uh, and the reason for the spider web here is not the new Spider-Man movie. It's actually because, well, it can be both, okay. Uh, and so it's actually because uh, I have a fun story for you guys. Um, this one, uh, Thomas probably knows. I said this a couple years ago in our youth group. Uh, there, there's, <laughs> okay, so uh, I remember I was like 14, 15, something like that. I was in my backyard. And uh, playing, like we had a basketball hoop, like kind of a ghetto basketball hoop. Um, and we, we were playing in our backyard. It was m- myself, a buddy of mine, and my little brother. I have a little brother named Jordan. Now he's like my big little brother. Um, but he was, he was little. And uh, he's running around barefoot. I remember that because it comes up later in the story. Basically, and we uh, threw the basketball. And I remember it hit the hoop. And then the hoop, like the base of it moved a little bit, uh, which was not uncommon. It was a really ghetto hoop, right? And so... It moves, and then all of a sudden, we see a couple, like, things coming out of it, right, from underneath. And I'm like, oh! And we look, sure enough, there's straight-up black widows just coming out from underneath our basketball hoop, okay? And I, like, freaked out. Spiders are, like, a result of the fall, in my mind, at least. Like, they are just, like... Why did they get on the ark? Like, I just don't get it. Like, I hate them, right? Yeah, they probably just... I bet you Noah probably killed all but two of them who just snuck on barely, right? Like, oh, I hate them, right? And so, especially Black Widows, right? Like, they hate... They don't even... Yeah, anyway. Anyway, so... But... So we see these things come out, and I freak out because my little brother's standing right next to them barefoot. 
right? And we have shoes on. I'm scared to even step on them. Like somehow it'll eat through my shoe and bite my foot. Like that's how much I just illogically hate spiders, right? And my little brother's there and I'm just like, Jordan, move! And we like get him out of the way and I like put him in the house. And then I have this weird offense rise in my heart. I'm like, in my own backyard. Like, we could have died. Like, uh, like, I thought it was the one place I'd be safe, you know? And my little brother almost died. He could have been bitten by, like, multiple black widows, right? And, and so I, my friend and I, fear turns to anger really quickly. And basically, we just say, like, like we have to kill these things. Like, we just have to do it. We have to just man up and do it. But it's not like man up, like squish it. It's like, so we, we, we find all this random stuff. And basically, we're like, <laughs> we find a boot. And it's not like I step on the spider. It's like from 10 feet away, you're like, ah! throwing the boot at it, like hoping it hits it, right? And then you're like hitting the boot, trying to make sure it's, it's dead, right? Uh, and so we do that. We kill a couple of them. And then I just, I'm freaked out by like this what is it more under the hoop and so we grab a hose stick it under the the hoop and just turn it on we're like full blast full on from the back hole of the thing water comes out and a bunch more black widows come flying out right and one of those nasty like egg sack things comes out and we're like ah! like right and so straight up we go we go in the garage and they're just running all in our backyard we go in the garage we grab raid my friend grabs like an aerosol can that he found we grab like all this different stuff right and uh <laughs> and basically we just go on this full-on like spider witch hunt like we're just like ah! like kill them all right and so we kill all the ones right there and then we're not satisfied there's like this bloodthirst in us now and we're like we're like they could be in our house. Like, they could be all over the place. Like, we don't even know. And so we just start, we find them in trees. And I remember my friend, he took the, the he found WD-40 and he sprayed it. And then he took out a match and he just, like, right? And, and I was sitting there and for some reason, I was like 14, 15 year old, but like the, the bloodlust in me was just like, die, right? And I just remember yelling out like, tell your friends, right? As I'm like destroying this thing with fire. Like it just, I hate them. I hate them so much, right? And so basically we went on this fooling and we found out, I didn't know anything about black widows. I found out they really like clutter and they like damp, dark, wet places kind of a thing, right? And, and so we just start like, it's scary because we're like, dude, that box has been in my garage for a long time. And then sure enough, you move it, and there's, like, spiders behind it, right? Like, because in your surgery, like, ah, oh, right? And so, there, <laughs> so, in my mind and in my heart, I hate them so much, and it is a perfect, just, uh, analogy for insecurity. In my mind. I despise and I hate insecurity, right? And it's not the person. Like, if you're insecure, don't be like, right like no i have plenty of insecurities in my life like i got plenty of them right and and but the thing is it, it's this thing where insecurities guys they straight up a lot of times they don't just like appear there a lot of times they're deep dark in a place in our heart where we don't want to deal with it so we just throw things over it right and it gets cluttered it's dark it's damp and wet and nasty, right? And we had a choice when the spiders appeared. We could have been like, go inside and never play basketball again. Like, we could have just easily been like, just don't go back there, right? And a lot of people do that. There's been times where I've been on someone else's property and I, like, saw a black widow and I'm like, not my problem. Like, and I just, like, walked away, right? <laughs> like, there's another time I saw one here at the church and I'm like, 
children come here. And I just like, and it just came out of me again, right? And so, uh, like, there's times though with our insecurities where we just throw them in a deep, dark place in our heart, and we just don't want to deal with them. And then what happens though is a place that was meant to be relationship and joy and fun in our life, like the basketball hoop, something will happen eventually and you will get bumped. It will get bumped. And what comes out? All these insecurities. (laughs) Spiders, right? Yes. Yes. But there's times when you're just joking with friends and then they say something hits you wrong because it's a thing that I never dealt with in my life. And then I just lash out on them and they're like, what the heck? <laughs> like, what? Where did that came from, come from? Right? Does anyone know what I'm talking about? I do. And there's times where really the same reason we have insecurities a lot of times is the same reason Black Widows. It's an area that it's not like we tried to put it there. It's more so out of neglect they just came. Wow. Like out of not stewarding it, it came. Like if one spider came in my house, like granted, there's gonna be times where whether you like it or not, you're gonna get wounded and insecurity will come in. Just like whether you like it or not, a spider's going to show up in your house one day, right? And you have a choice in that moment to, like, clean your house or kill the thing, or you have a choice to just kind of, like, eh. or if you have a bunch of clutter in your house, it'll just sit there, and it'll just hide in there, and then finally you uncave this whole nest of the things, right? And so if you clean house your heart, you're going to kill a bunch more of these little insecurities, right? But if we just say, nah, I'm just going to cover up with entertainment. I'm going to cover it up with busyness. I'm going to cover it up with work. I'm going to cover it up with drama. I'm going to cover it up with all this clutter and let my heart become damp and dark in these certain areas. I'm telling you, man, I want to get free. I hate these things. (laughs) I hate these things, man. I think they're poisonous to the Christian walk. And so tonight, I want to talk about and really expose these things. Like, I don't care in the same way. It was funny. I remember we turned a can over. We shot it. And apparently it turns into ice. Like, on certain air things or whatever. Yeah, so we froze one. We raided one. We burnt one. We smushed one. We drowned one. Like, we just hated these things, right? And, and dude, I don't care what it takes with your insecurities. You can smash it with the word. You can just fire of God pray it out, right? You can just, whatever it is. Even if you got, if you got to just like, I see just, I'm just going to fast. I'm just going to get this thing out. Like, if you want to, I heard this guy say this. He was just like, he's like, don't take a personality test to learn about yourself. He's like, do a water fast for seven days. You'll learn about yourself real quick. Right? And like, he's like, all your junk's going to come right out. Right? You're going to learn real quick. And I even just heard that word. I'm like, nope. No, I can't do that. Right? Like, real quick. I'm like, dang. All right. So basically tonight, I really want to try to say, let's uncover these things in our heart. Let's get free of them. Freedom of summer. I believe almost everything else, unforgiveness, kind of comes out of an insecurity. You are hurt and wounded by someone. Fear, anxiety, depression, worry about the future, regret from the past. Like these all come into these insecure moments in our life that rather than bringing them to Jesus, bringing them to community, grabbing, like I grabbed my buddy and I said, dude, let's kill this thing, right? Like we have to do that in the Christian walk or else we're never going to have the freedom that I really believe Jesus died for. He died, yes, to get us to heaven. Yes, to connect us to the Father. But he also died so that we could have everything that he has. Like, he was an example for us. And Jesus did not walk around, like, insecure. Like, that guy looked at me wrong. What's he thinking about me? Or like, oh, man, that 
oh, I'm so, where am I going to eat tomorrow? Where's my food coming from? Like, oh man, like I don't see Jesus going like, what if no one shows up to my meeting? Like, you know, like I don't see him worried about it. Like there's no food. And he's like, well, what do you got? Twelve. Oh yeah. Like a little piece of bread and some fish. Okay. Yeah. Right. Like I'd be freaking out. Like I freak out when it's like, we don't have enough pizza for our youth group. What do we do? Right. And he's like 5,000 people totally not insecure about it. Not worried. And so I want to look like Jesus, and I don't see any place where Jesus is insecure. Yeah. I don't see insecurity in heaven. I don't see it as a fruit of the Spirit. I don't see it in anywhere as a promise from God. What I see is the exact opposite, where he says, peace is going to guard your heart. He says, blessed are the peacemakers. That means you actually have to make peace. It doesn't mean you just keep it. You make it. Are you making peace in your mind? Or do we just sit there and let it storm away? Like, we have to make peace. Don't be anxious, right? And a lot of times, I think in the body of Christ, we've just made it like a, uh, like a feeling, like a, uh, just praying, oh man, I hope this thing leaves one day. Rather than just saying, I'm going to partner with God and I'm going to establish these principles in my life and I'm going to tackle this thing. You know? And, 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 I, and I don't want to condemn people if you have insecurities. I'm telling you, I have new ones I thought I killed come back up all the time. I'm like, I didn't know that was still there, right? And, and, and you kill it again. It's not like a condemning thing. It's actually like, a, let's get free from this thing, right? In Song of Solomon 2.15, it says, Catch all the foxes, these little foxes, before they ruin the vineyard of love. For the grapevines are in blossom, or are blossoming, and basically, in, in the culture was very uh, agriculture. Most of the nations were obviously back then, and every a lot of things depended on whether or not they got crops. Right? It's like, oh, an animal ate our food. Now I can't feed my family. Like it's like it's a big deal, <laughs> right? And the culture lived on the on their vineyards, on their crops, on their things like that, and so. He doesn't say watch out for the giant tiger or bear that's going to run in and stomp all over your stuff, right? He says watch out for the little foxes that get in and they eat away at the vineyard. So often the thing that destroys our intimacy with the Lord is not one giant big tragedy. It's not one, sometimes it can be, but it's not one big thing that went wrong. You know what, that's it. A lot of times it was a a sin or a doubt or fear or a wound from like a legitimate wound in your life. Someone did you wrong or all these little things that we don't take care of and we don't like, we don't bring them to God for healing or we just kind of clutter them and put them in a, a way in a closet of our heart, right? And it's these little things that over time that they eat at the intimacy with God faster than the new fruit can be produced. And eventually we get to this place where we look at our garden of our hearts between us and God and we're just like, dude, the thing's destroyed. And I love, she, she says, the grapevines are blossoming. She doesn't say, hey, catch the foxes because they've already destroyed this thing. She says, catch them at, because it's blossoming. The fruit in your life is blossoming, so the foxes are going to come and try to get it. When you are maturing, when life is going great, when you are growing, when there is fruit, those are the times where you've got to guard because they're coming. They smell the fruit in your life, and so they're going to try to ease their way in and get to it. It's not just like this thing of like, my life is at rock bottom. I guess I should catch the foxes. It's like, no, catch them before your life hit rock's bottom. You know, like, like get them now. 
<laughs> like, don't wait till the black widows have taken over your house to start killing them. If I see one black widow, I'm killing it. Right? Right? You, you hear what I'm saying? And so that wouldn't work in the natural. So why do we think it would work in the emotional and the spiritual? Like, let's, let's, let's apply the same principle and go after these things. So, uh, tonight what we're going to do is I have a little thing I'm going to pass out to you in a little bit. And um, it's this guy named Brian Brent. I love him. Uh, he's a great teacher who really helped my life a lot. He, he, he had this thing called the Freedom Manual. And in this thing, he really just goes after how do you free in your life? And one chapter is anger, one's unforgiveness, one's insecurity, one's uh, rejection, one's all these different things, right? And, dude, I remember when I first read through it. I literally checked off every single box in insecurity. Every single one. So what he does is he puts these little symptoms. You go to the doctor, like, what's wrong? You're like, my finger hurts, right? <laughs> when I poke here, it hurts. When I poke here, it hurts. What's wrong with my body? And he's like, dude, your finger's broken, right? And so basically we go into church and we're like, how come my life's messed up? Here it hurts, here it hurts, here it hurts. And they're like, dude, it's something broken, man. So based on the symptoms, a lot of times it points to what the, the issue is, right? And so we come in, a lot of times we try to just kill the symptoms when there's actually a real issue going on, a deeper issue, right? It's like, why does my shoulder hurt? No, your finger is broken. Like, <laughs> like let's, let's heal your finger, right? You know? And so, I know you're confused. You know the joke where the lady says, like, hey, it hurts everywhere I touch. And he says, well, it's because your finger's broken. You never know. You guys never know. Okay. All right. So anyway, um, look it up. It's funny. Okay. So anyway, um, so there's three different parts that Brian Brent he really talks about three different ways uh, that a lot of times we have insecurities. And the first part, what I want to do is a couple of different things. Is one expose ways or places or types of insecurities. The reason I say that is because when I say who's insecure, no one in the room's like me. You know, like maybe if you're super brave and you actually are a little secure, you'll be like, hey, you know, but <laughs> right. But no one's like, that's me. Right. And so by saying here are some ways, because and if you ask me when I took this, I was like, I'm not insecure. And then I read it. And I was like, oh, dang. Yeah. I've never really thought about that before. So some of these you might agree with. Some of them you might be offended with. I don't know. But I challenge you to at least bring it before God and say, God, is this, is this me? And if you're really offended about it, chances are you're insecure about it. You know? Um, <laughs> so anyway. Um, but so can I read some of those? Can I read some of these to you guys? Cool. Okay. First one. Uh, this is why. There's three different ways he says you start to diagnose insecurities in your life. You have to figure out what they are so that you can then get free of them, right? So he says uh, one way. He says part of diagnosing insecurity is understanding the many masks that we wear when we are insecure. A lot of times I'm insecure. Put a mask on, right? And so masks function as false identities and when we wear masks we're like an actor who reads lines in a play the mask is like a role that a person plays and so he says so consider the following masks okay so this is what it is a lot of times i'm insecure so i start to act something different than what my true nature my true self is my identity in christ i start to put that down and pick up another mask right because i'm fear i'm afraid and i think it's going to protect me somehow right okay so Here's a couple different masks, okay? First one, he says, overconfidence. Oh, he says, I don't, I don't want to appear like I don't have an answer because it makes me look weak. And I think weakness is bad, and I'm not going to show it. So it's someone who you put the mask on of like, 
I know, I know, I know, I know, <laughs> right? And, and then someone's like, hey, I think that's wrong. Like, no, I'm not, right? Like, there's just this overconfident, you're wrong, right? Like, this, 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 this ability to say, like, no, 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 I'm good, I'm confident, I'm good, right? And it's because you're insecure about showing, I don't have it all together. Super spirituality. That's what he calls it. He says a superficial overuse of spiritual language without actual fruit. God! Oh, dang it! It's like you know all the Christianese, you say the word, you say everything in the world is like prophetic and all this stuff, but then we keep having a lying issue, you know? And it's like, oh, <laughs> your lying's not prophetic. Like, you're prophesying. You're not prophesying. Like, this is like not right, right? And so it's this idea of like, uh, is I see, I know how to talk like a Christian, right? I know all these fancy words, <laughs> right? Like, like, right? And we talk about, and, and we put on the face, like, good to meet you, brother. Life is great. I'm blessed, right? And then, and then, and then all of a sudden we go to church and we're like, oh, beep, beep, right? You know, like, like totally different. Like this superficial, <laughs> super like spiritual, I know the vocabulary, but there's no actual fruit of transformation in my life. Come on. Okay. Another one he says is the mask that says everything is fine. That's that's probably my worst one. Is I just it's saying I'm not hurting, I'm not wounded, nothing is ever wrong, right? And so everyone's like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "I'm good." And you're like, "You're not good. I'm fine," <laughs> right? And you're like, "What's wrong? What's wrong with you? I'm good." <laughs> like, and it's this total like, "I'm fine," right? Okay, another one, the critic. This one, a mask of a critic. It says, "I justify my criticism of others." out of my need to put down those I perceive as a threat to me. So it's this idea that I'm threatened that you disagree with me, so I'm going to be hypercritical of you. Or or this one that says the very same thing I hate about myself, I see it inside of you, and so I'm going to be critical of it. This idea of like, uh, uh, I don't know, I, I've just seen it so many times. I've even seen it in myself. I'm like, I hate how irresponsible they are. Right? And then it's actually because that's the same area I'm told you're responsible in. Right? And, and, and so I'm, I'm like judging myself so hard on that, I end up projecting it on other people who have that weakness. Okay, here we go. The role. Okay? Uh, this one is that I am, uh, this is a role I put on, a thing I put on, a mask. It's like I'm the jock or I'm the musician or I'm the funny one or I'm the loser. No one likes me, you know, or I'm the smart one or I'm the outcast or I'm the introvert or I'm the extrovert, right? And it's like this idea of like I have to put myself in a niche in a category that defines who I am. And this is how I get niches. You know, I have the jocks hanging out with the jocks. I'm not athletic. I can't talk to him. Right? And it's like, no. You're fine, dude. Like, I can be friends with someone who has completely different interests as me. If I took you and I put you in a room with nobody who shared the same interests as you, what would happen? Would we just get insecure and shut down? Because I don't, I'm not good like them. I don't know that jargon and that stuff. Or do we find a way to be like, dude, I don't know anything about this, but you guys are great. You know? <laughs> like, like, what do we do? I used to shut down if I was in a room that, that I just couldn't click with. I, I, re, I, I saw very few people where Jesus said, and walked away, right? I saw very few times where he's like, I just, this room just doesn't work for me. Like, they just don't like the same stuff I do, <laughs> right? Like, no, 
he found a way to be like to talk and hang out with the Pharisees and a way to talk and hang out with the prostitutes and the drug addicts, right? From children to old people, like everything in between, every walk of life, he found a connection point with them. And he found a way to love them. Okay, here we go. The victim. This is the one that says, my life is worse than yours. <laughs> this is the one that so it, it basically says that I have an insecurity in my life and I'm always trying to convince you that my life is worse than yours. And it's like, and there you're just like, you're like, I had a bad day. And like, dude, I had the worst day. <laughs> and like, my story's better than yours. You know, like, I got in a car accident. And you're like, dude, I got three. Like, you just have to story top because I'm so insecure. I can't minister to them. I have to get them to minister to me. Right? Right? I hate black widows, right? These are gross. Okay, here we go. Another one is the unique the unique characteristic mask. The one that says, I have to be me and no one's allowed to be like me. The one that says, like, that's your favorite color, it's not mine anymore. <laughs> right? Because I have to be different. It's a mask that says, like, no, I'm so special that I'm threatened if you like the same thing. I like that. That was my favorite thing. You can't also, right? Oh, dang it. Okay, you guys good? Can we do this for 10 more minutes and then go into activation? Is that cool? I'm trying to tell you this so that it exposes insecurity and be like, hey, dude, there's a black widow right there. Right? If I was your friend and actually, yeah, I mean, if I saw a black widow just sitting on your face, I wouldn't be like, I don't want to offend them. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know? I wouldn't be like, I re- oh man, they're gonna hate me for this. I know this hurts you, but there's a black one on your face, right? Like you don't, you don't do that. You're like, bro, I love you. Get that off, right? And so my friends have permission to call out the black widows in my life, right? So, all right, here we go. Uh, the second one that Brian Brent talks about. You can't hate me. This is Brian Brent's work. Get mad at him, okay? So Brian Brent, this is what he talks about. Uh, he says a second way, the first one he called were the masks and the roles. A second one he says is a way that you can start to figure out what insecurities you have in your life is he says identify patterns. So the first one he says is identify masks. The second one he says is identify patterns. Are there certain patterns in your life that you have a tendency to do this thing that points to an insecurity you might have? Does that make sense? Okay. No? Okay. Well, hopefully, hopefully this will make more sense. Okay, for example, it is a common pattern in my life that I spend a lot of time wondering what other people think of me. It's not necessarily a mask I put on. I just spend a lot of brain activity thinking about what other people's brain activity about me is, right? Like, I just, I, I'm worried about what they think about me all the time. If you do that a lot, chances are there's an insecurity in your life that we have to get out, right? Another one. Yeah. Oh, dude, all of social media, right? <laughs> dude, I get, oh, my God, 80 likes, take that one down, right? You know, like, who cares? Like, put it up. Okay, anyway, I'll tangent. Okay, um, another one. I spend time wondering what other people say about me, even if I just imagined it. This is like the one where you get an argument in your mind, and then you're like, if they say this, I'll say this, and they check me, I win. And you're like, dude, no one's arguing with you, right? <laughs> like, because you're thinking about what they're saying. I, am I the only one who does that? No? Okay, okay. Maybe I'm crazy then. All right. Security. Get it out. Okay. Here we go. Another one. Speaking defeat. Often characterized by pessimism. Dang. 
I love this quote. I love this quote by Bill Johnson. He says this. He says, complaining, listen up, complaining proves nothing except that you can hear the voice of the devil. Because the devil's always just speaking out negativity, complaints, pessimism, no hope, lies, fear, right? This isn't the right boss for me. This isn't the right co-worker for me. This guy's mean. Oh, man, I hate this. Oh, this guy's a jerk. Oh, this guy. I don't see Jesus, like, walking around constantly being pessimistic, right? He came to bring life and life abundantly. He came to bring hope and a future, right? There's so many verses that say that. Man, that, that quote punched me in the face real hard. Okay, um, here we go. Uh, I, or another one, a pattern that says, I can't. This, this, this phrase, I can't, is just scattered all through my vocabulary. I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't do that, I can't go there, I can't. Right? It's another just this thing of like, well, why can't you? Because there's really an insecurity or a block or something going on. Okay. And another one is shifting the blame and dismissing it to other people. So I'm convinced that problems are nearly and always caused by other people. It's my boss's fault. It's my spouse's fault. My roommate's fault. My friend's fault. My boyfriend, my girlfriend, whatever it is, it's that, yeah, but they did this. Hey, dude, you messed up. Yeah, but they messed up worse, or it was really because of them. I know you can't see this, but it's actually because... And it's this thing of I have to defend myself, I have to prove myself, and I have to try to shift the blame. It's Adam saying, well, it was really the woman that you gave me, God. He's like, Adam, why did... Yeah, I know, you meant... Man, Adam. He's just like, he's like, why did you eat the fruit? And he's like, well, you gave me her. And it's like... You didn't answer my question and you just shifted the blame to somebody else. Like, come on, bro. Like, security says, yeah, I messed up. It's not tied to my identity. I can be totally confident in who I am and say, dude, I messed up. I don't, yeah, I don't need to throw someone else under the bus, right? I just, it was me. And real leaders actually can even take things of people who are under them on their team and say, yeah, they messed up, but ultimately I oversaw them. I take responsibility, right? So leaders actually will even say, no, 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 it was me. Right? And an insecurity says, it wasn't me, it's his fault. My team messed up. I'm a good leader. Right? And it's like, right? Okay. Can we do this for five more minutes? This last one, number three, Brian Brett talks about this. He says, uh, so we had patterns and we had masks. Another one, finally, the last one, he says, um, recognizing how critical we are of others often identifies our insecurity. We already started to talk about this, but the, the idea of I, I'm critical of other people's weaknesses. And it's this idea of how do you speak about other people when you're alone with the people you trust? Is it like, I'm really hurt, they did this, I don't know what to do, what should I do? Or is it like, dude, I hate that guy's a jerk. <laughs> right? Dude, that guy's so mean. Oh, man. You know? Like, do you just trash him when no one's around? Because really that means there's an insecurity in my heart. For some reason, I'm not dealing with an offense I have with them. So I'm just trashing them on the side. Do another one, he says, do people constantly let you down by what they do or fail to do? That means I had an expectation of them and they didn't meet it and everyone in my life is always letting me down. It's like, statistically, like, 
every person in your life is like letting you down. Either your expectations are real high or you have some real bad people in your life. Like, I don't know. <laughs> because everyone can't let you down all the time, right? So chances are there's actually an insecurity of I was let down by someone I cared about and I'm wounded. And that means every time someone lets me down, it triggers something and it's amplified. Because I need, I need to deal with an actual insecurity, a wound in my life when my dad or my mom or my friend let me down. You guys see that? Yeah. Cool. Hebrews 12.1, it says this. It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We need to get to this place where we have like a hatred towards insecurity. And we just say, no, I'm stripping that thing off. I'm going after the price of God. I'm not going to condemn myself when I'm insecure. I didn't do this to condemn anyone. I'm inviting you into freedom. Where, where when insecurity pops up in my life, I say, no, I'm killing that thing. Rather than just like, it's not so bad. Right? And then it ends up infesting my whole heart. Right? And so... They're not from God. They're not from heaven. Jesus isn't insecure. It's not free spirit. We talked about that. And it's also not going to go away. Like, a lot of times we're just like, time will heal all wounds. And it does to a degree. But if you, if you like, put black widows in the corner and say, just give them time. Like, usually they make more black widows. Like, you know, and it gets real bad. You know? But... But if you use time in a healthy way and you say, I'm going to start cleaning my house, give it time and it'll look great, right? So what you choose to do with the time depends if it heals the wound or if it just calluses over a bullet that's inside of you and you start to get infected, right? And so, so choose to use time in a way to heal, not not hurt okay so another thing we have to do is i'm giving you steps to start resolving your insecurities one is first decide to hate it if you have no problem with insecurities in your life you're not going to get them out like we have to decide dude they're not cuddly they're not soft they're not friendly they're not they're not good pets black widows are bad right get them out <laughs> like i don't want to be like that's my black widow corner isn't it great and you're like your friends are like i'm not going over there like it's gross i had a roommate who kept a black widow in a jar and I, I literally, like, didn't even want to touch the jar. I couldn't fall asleep. I was stressed out. I was freaking out. Finally, when he wasn't home, I, like, picked it up with tongs and threw it in the trash, right? Because I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to have a pet black widow. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But that's what a lot of us do with our insecurities in our hearts. We're just like, I'm going to contain it. It won't hurt you. And you're like, uh, I can't go to sleep. Like, <laughs> this is bad, right? Okay, here we go. Uh, the n- number one, decide to hate your insecurities and choose to get out of them. Number two is take steps to identify the root of the insecurity, uh, which was, we talked about that, maybe the root of the issue. It's not that you're just annoyed. It's that that person's triggering something that's out of my heart. You know, it's not that I just hate. I hate everybody. It's like, no, there's an insecurity in my heart. And, it's, it, and I'm not dealing with it. And now I think I hate everybody. It's not that everyone in my life is just the worst and lets me down. It's that I never got over that that pain I had from a family member. And now I, I think everyone's going to treat me like that. Even God. We projected on God. I'm like, you're just letting me down like everyone else. And so we need to hate insecurities. We need to identify the root issue. Is it a wound? Is it uh, maybe something that was withheld from you? Like, maybe you, you really deserve to have your parents say, I love you. They just never did. 
like it was withheld from you. Maybe it's in a blessing or inheritance, something that was held back from you. Maybe it was a wound that was pushed against you. Uh, maybe it was rejection by something. I don't know what it is. Be in the Holy Spirit that you can say, God, why am I so angry? And he can say, because you have this insecurity in your life. Because you have this wound in your life. Because you have fear in your life. Right? The third step is to take strong action towards change. You have to be like, all right, let's go hunting. <laughs> let's, let's kill these things, right? If you like, oh yeah, I know it's there and I hate it. I'm not touching it, right? It's like, it's not leaving. So what we do is we just say, uh, uh, I'm gonna take chance, I'm gonna take change against this. The first one is, the way you do this is by feeding on truth, increasing your truth intake, so to speak. Uh, here's some verses. What does the word of God say about me? And we're finishing on this. The word of God, it says, my father and mother will reject me, but the Lord will draw me close. Psalms 27.10. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's in Philippians. Uh, it says, I have not received a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. The righteous are as bold as lions. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Right? There's so many verses that say, this is what's true. Not that insecurity. This is what's true. So you have to speak the truth, study the truth, command, peacemaker, I am putting this in my mind. Like, I, I, I don't have peace, I'm stressed out. Well, the Bible says you have peace. So if I'm saying, I don't have peace, don't have peace, and God's like, you have peace, and you're like, you're wrong, God, I don't. Then that means I'm not taking his truth and putting it. You're not becoming a peacemaker and putting it. So we say, I'm putting this in my... And then also just pray. Pray and just say, God, help me. I pray and I'm like, God, this is so hard. I need to change this. This is really deep rooted. Help me. And finally, begin to walk out the opposite spirit. Every time that thing pops up, whenever a black widow pops in your house, smash it. <laughs> right? Every time red flag goes up, insecurity, kill it. Right? And that's how you begin to get these things out. Is first, you identify them. You deal with the root issue, and then you take actions to change it in your life. Those three things, you will overcome your insecurities. You need to find the hole the fox is coming in and stop that thing up. Right? It's like, where are all these foxes coming from? It's like, there's a hole right there. Stop it up. <laughs> right? So now what we're going to do is uh, I have these right here. Um, this, and we have 15 minutes left. Okay? So we're going to do this for 10 minutes, and uh, I'm going to let you go right at night. Ten minutes we'll do this, and for five minutes we're going to do a little activation thing at the end of it. Break into groups of uh, just like three or four. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you guys this little Brian Brent packet on insecurity. Yay! Everyone say freedom! Yeah! Right? And then I want you to do this. There's a little check. Most of this will look familiar. I read off almost all of these. And if it's you and your group, read them together, check it off. Be like, that's me. That's me. That's me. And what it'll do is it's in three categories and it'll tell you, wow, I'm wearing a mask. Or it'll tell you, whoa, I'm good with masks, but I have this pattern in my life. Or it'll tell you, I don't have either, but I actually have uh, this really critical problem because I, you know, things like that, right? So read these. I want you guys to go ahead and stop. Do the first page to the second page. The first page where it says repent, rebuke, receive, replace. We're doing that together in the last five minutes, okay? So do the first page together, second page together. You get to keep these. 
look at them, take them home. And what's cool is when you do this in a month, maybe you won't check off the same boxes. I want to encourage you. I checked off every box for insecurity, every box for rejection, every box for fear. I, I, I did this and I felt so condemned because all the people are like, I'm good. And I'm like, I'm sick. Like, I'm really sick, doctor. Right? And so, but now I go through them and I still have some that I check off because I'm, I'm slowly getting better at this. Right? I still check off one or two, but it's better than checking off all of them. Right? <laughs> I'm getting better. Right? And so let's do this together. Okay? Is that cool, guys? Awesome. So, Lord, reveal the insecurities in our heart. Bring us freedom, God. And we give you permission to show us where those nasty, insecure, monster black widow lies are. And we give you permission just to kill them, God. We love you. Speak to us right now. In your name. Awesome, guys. So go ahead and uh, break into groups of two, three, four, and we will pass this out. You guys can help me real quick. Everyone gets one and start reading it, and I'll, I'll come back around with pens. There you go. There you go. Pass around. We're going to do this till um, like pretty close to the end there. And then we're going to get going, okay? Take initiative. Don't wait for people to pick you on a group. You jump in. All right? You just jump into a group. Thank you for listening to the Crux Podcast Sermon of the Week. Be sure to visit SummitSanMarcos.com for other exciting content from Summit Church.